Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style and powerography would like to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners quartz and canary jewelry and wellness company use code empower 15 to receive 15 percent off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com quartz and canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style hello there brad walsh here your host of the empowerography podcast today my guest is brandy mabra she is the ceo of savvy clover coaching and consulting how are you doing this morning brandy i'm doing good i'm doing good thank you so much for having me here today i'm super excited just to be able to chat <laughs> excellent well thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share a bit about your story and your journey i am really grateful for that and looking forward to jumping in i appreciate you so let's jump right in as i mentioned you are the ceo and founder of Savvy Clover Coaching and Consulting. How long ago did you start your business? I started my business in 2019. It was a decision I, th- I think that I was always meant to come to. But yeah, it's, it hasn't, to say 2019, actually, it's pretty good. I've been in business longer than what, I feel like it's been forever. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just 2019. I'm still a baby, <laughs> I guess, That's in the okay. business phase. The growing, the growing phase. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about Savvy Clover? Sure, sure. Uh, Savvy Clover works with private practice owners, specifically women private practice owners to help them grow, scale uh, their practices with profitability, sustainability, all those things in mind. So I'm really passionate about it. I have 15 years worth of business management and leadership experience in building multi-million dollar private practices. So it's this experience that I bring to the table. A lot of times when it comes to private practice owners, they go to school, they learn their craft, but there's nothing that teaches them the business side of their practice. So it's actually a, a recent pivot. I have always had private practice owners come to me, ask me, you know, work with me. I've had therapists, chiropractors, you know, come to me and ask me for help. And so I've recently just niched down to only working with those wonderful entrepreneurs. So I'm super excited. (laughs) So how did you come up with the name for the business? Yeah, actually, we were just brainstorming with me and my cousins and just thinking about business names. And I liked the the word savvy. And there was a, you know, a list of words that just meant really great, like luck. And that just had a really good feel, good name feel it, you know, to it. Yeah. I can't really talk, but uh, we decided <laughs> just to go ahead and put Savvy Clover together and it kind of stuck and it's been with me ever since. And to be honest, I go back and forth about the name. You know, everybody always asks me, so what does that mean? And where did it come from? And, but also I think that it's memorable too. So I have a, a bittersweet feeling about it, but I definitely feel that when it comes to the business piece of things, we always say that, you know, we're teaching our clients to be savvy CEOs. Yeah. So it definitely falls in line with that. Can you speak a little bit more? I know you briefly just touched on it, mentioned it, what you were doing before making a jump into entrepreneurship. Yeah. 
Uh, I have a long, windy story, but um, essentially, if you were to look me up online, I've been published for filing bankruptcy and moving from Ohio to North Carolina with with one paycheck, a baby, you know, a toddler at the time, and a rental car. And, wow. you know, no home, no, like I wasn't sure you know, exactly <laughs> what direction I was going to go in, but I just knew that there was something more for me. And so when I got here, I live in Charlotte. When I got here, I was pleasantly surprised that I had gotten an interview uh, for a practice manager position. So there was definitely some things that I was able to experience in Ohio when it came to the healthcare space and and things. So when I got here, I was able to step into a practice manager position, entry level, very entry level. And I took that experience and was able to get all the way up to the C-suite which is just like, yeah, you know, and so I started to get questions asking, you know, how was I able to do that? You know, I was making definitely over six figures. I was the only black woman at many tables, sometimes the youngest and uh, just doing some really big things. And yeah, so, you know, that's a story that I've been published for. Uh, it's from bankruptcy to six figures, I think is the sexy title that, <laughs> that, sexy that, many, title. Right, that many people <laughs> give it. But yeah, no. So essentially, when I first started my business, I started out in career coaching. And because I would always get asked, you know, how are you able to do this? I would always work at a practice and it always seemed like there was somebody that was influenced to either go get a master's because I have a master's in health administration. So either to go get a master's or to, you know, start applying for bigger jobs or to go after a promotion and then would come back and say that they were, you know, just inspired by me, which was always a compliment. And so when I first got into the space, I realized that my sweet spot is not helping you with your resume or (laughs) helping you get your LinkedIn profile right or, (laughs) you know, networking because I'm an introvert naturally. When I got in there, I was like, oh, no. But what I did realize was that the business management and the leadership experience that I had gained over the 15 years, you know, was really powerful. And so I know from uh, the beginning entrepreneurs, they don't usually have the experience on how to hire team building, you know, looking at financial numbers, being able to really grow a business in a healthy way. And so I stepped into that space and have been doing that since, you know, I guess 2019. But it's something that I've been doing actually for a number, number, number of years. And later on in my career, I was hired specifically to fix, reorganize, restructure, grow, you know, after like either acquisitions or private equity buyouts, you know, because that became my sweet spot. So would you say then that transition out of that world into entrepreneurship was a fairly smooth and easy one for you? Well, I would love to say yes, you know, all the years of business and everything else. And I jumped right in and, you know, and made millions and millions of dollars, but that's not my story. (laughs) (laughs) That is not my story. No, my story is I jumped in and had all this business, you know, knowledge and how to hire and honestly mindset took over. And I was like, whoa. And I did not tap into any of it. (laughs) So it was interesting. I went ahead and hired a business coach and that was one of the smartest decisions that I made. You know, I, I am a credentialed coach, so I have a you know certification and, and all the things. But shortly after that, I went ahead and hired a business coach. And so she helped me with 
with some of the mindset things. But to be honest, I still go through all the mindset things, you know, and so, you know, my business knowledge, I always say is a blessing. And sometimes it's a curse. It reminds yeah. me of like the doctor or the healthcare professional who knows maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. And so when they try to take over and do their own care, then it never works out the way that maybe they anticipate it when they're working with like a patient or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's very similar for me. So it's been, it's been a journey. I will say that one of the biggest things is that I hired probably earlier than any, um, than many entrepreneurs, I'll say, just because I was used to being able to delegate. So that was one of the things that I did early on. So that, that brings me to a point. Now you said you also hired a coach for yourself early on in your journey. So what would you say then to entrepreneurs who are just starting out that maybe, maybe they can't afford to go out and hire that coach to help them get started. So what would you say to those people? I would say just get started. You know, you know, if you just, just to, you know, there's Google, I know that there's so much stuff on the online space that I could go in and talk about so many things, but you know, and kind of shame, like if you're having to Google or if you're having to watch YouTube, but truly in the beginning, stages, it's all about proof of concept. So you won't know what's going to work or what's not going to work or what you truly enjoy, even if you have an idea. So even using my example, thinking, oh, I'll become a career coach and then stepping into the space and realizing I don't want to do this. Yeah, You have to just get started. And so starting there and then, you know, just telling people about it, get used to saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. So I remember sitting in the beauty salon and getting my hair done and I was going to host a webinar. You know, I saw other people doing webinars and I was like, oh, well, let me try that. I can do it. <laughs> so I went so I went ahead and hosted a <laughs> webinar and like salary negotiation, you know, and because I was able to do really well, you know, negotiated a six figure salary. Yay. So I remember <laughs> sitting in the, in the salon talking about it and people around me were like, what are you doing? Like, where's that? Oh, I want the link for that. Oh, send that <laughs> to me. And I hadn't even hired a business coach yet. I was just sitting there organically. So I think if you are passionate, just get started, start talking about it, tell people about it. You you know, invite people to come work with you. So like some of the mentees that I had mentor, I invited them to come work with me as clients, you know, Hey, I heard, I know that you want to get promoted. Do you, you know, come be my guinea pig. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it's just a matter of stepping out there and having faith that each step is going to turn into what the next step is going to be. And then you'll look up and years later, you'll be like, Oh, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here. Everything (laughs) happened for me, you know? So yeah. Yeah. How would you say then these experiences, these struggles that you've been through, as you mentioned previously, how have they helped shape the brandy you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? Oh, I would say that it's allowed for me to see how strong of a person I am. You know, there's been times where I have not been sure how things are going to turn out, how things are going to, you know, if it's going to be okay. And just going through some of my experiences, I realized that at the end of the day, the whisper that I always felt or the nudge or the intuition that I've had has always been to my favor, you know, and so it might not have turned out the way that I thought it was going to turn out, you know, from my vision. But it's always turned out either better or I've learned some really great lessons along the way. And so anytime that I'm coming up against a situation that I feel fearful of or that I'm nervous about, what I find is because of what I've been through, it's easier for me just to kind of jump right in and figure it out along the way compared to just sitting in that place of fear because I, you know, just even moving from one state to another state with a child, you know, that, that alone, that's probably one of the things that I always think about, like, you know, what was I doing during that time? What was my decision making? You know, what was my first step? 
you know, I always say that if you look back at the times where you were successful, you know, that's usually always a recipe, you know, for success and things. And so I definitely tap into that. So what lights you up or excites you the most about being an entrepreneur? Oh, the freedom, you know, especially when I transitioned, I was in a place of burnout. So a lot of times with my clients, and if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about that often, you know, being able to take breaks, being able to take the time that you need just for self care. And I would say that that is probably the biggest gift, you know, there's always the money part of it, which is nice. But at the same time, it's the gift of being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it and not truly having to, you know, ask for permission. The last position that I was in, my mom was going through some things medically and I needed to be there for her. And so I had requested time off so I could go to doctor's appointments and things. And I had already mentioned, you know, she was having some medical things happening and I got asked if I could move the day because there was a meeting, you know, (laughs) the meeting that I was supposed to be part of. Um, you know, wasn't my meeting. I didn't have to present. I didn't have to do anything, but just from the way appearances, it looked better if I was there. So (laughs) they never asked like what, what it was for, or if it was for your, if it was for my mom, they just asked me if I can move the day. And so that was the day that I realized this is not for me anymore. I can't do this anymore. And, you know, and so that happened on a Friday and that Monday I went ahead and put in my notice. Wow. Yeah. Pivotal moment. Yes, yes. And I think it happens all the time. It's yeah. just, you know, whether or not you have the guts to there you <laughs> the go. Guts that's, to do it. <laughs> that's it right there. That's exactly it. Whether you have the guts to do it, because it does take mm-hmm. a lot of courage to step into that and make the jump. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not easy. And you know, it, it's a tough thing, but I made the jump five years ago and I have not Amazing. looked back since. I could not, I don't think I could ever go back and work for someone else again. No, no, I agree with you 110%. It's like one of our friends had said, uh, me and my stepfather's friend had said, you know, you're like a bird that's been let out of a cage. And you're just <laughs> that's like a great flying, le- over, analogy. Know, just flying around and, you know, and so literally trying to go back is like trying to put the bird back in the yeah, cage. Yeah, that's can't. a great analogy. I love it. Yeah. So I want to look at the other side of this now. So what would you say is one of the most challenging parts about being an entrepreneur that you've found personally in your journey? Oh, it's definitely the mindset, the limiting beliefs. You know, one of the limiting beliefs that I had when I first started out is that people would not listen to me as a black woman, which is looking back sounds, you know, crazy, you know, now, but at the same time, that was definitely limiting belief for me and getting past just putting myself out there, you know, putting my story out there, you know, because I am a business coach, you know, even talking about the fact that I've had a file, you know, bankruptcy, you know, does that look like I'm financially irresponsible, you know? And so it's just the whole mindset thing has probably been the biggest challenge from a revenue standpoint. You can always always say definitely the money part of it. But one of the things that I find is if you are consistent enough, if you, you know, put yourself out there in bigger ways, and you're always providing value and telling people like how you can help or this is how you this is what you can buy from me, then usually the money will definitely come in. But it's definitely a mindset shift for a lot of it. 
Yeah, mindset is such a huge piece of that puzzle. It's it's a lot. I mean, think about, first of all, the external noise that we have to deal with when we talk about making that jump into entrepreneurship or anything for that matter. I mean, the external noise, there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people telling you you should or shouldn't do that. But I honestly think and believe that the absolute toughest thing to get over, the biggest hurdle to jump is the internal noise that we have to deal with. If you can get past that, if you can clear that hurdle, the other stuff, the external noise is a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything, everything starts with that internal piece. For sure. Yeah. And what you're saying to yourself, what you're not saying to yourself, you know, I'm working right now with a high performance coach. And yesterday we were even talking about just the words that we say to ourselves and how we say it, you know, and I'm like, she whiz. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so true, but it yeah. is so true. You know, you have to be good to yourself. You have to Absolutely. treat yourself the way that you treat your child or your loved one or, you know, something that's really important to you. And sometimes we'll be, we'll treat a pair of shoes better than what we yeah. treat ourselves. Yeah. And yep. so we have to definitely shift out of that. Yeah, I've had conversations with a friend of mine and where I have had those self-limiting beliefs, the negative talk, and she will say to me, would you ever speak to me that way or your best friend that way like and the answer of course is going to be no so why are you speaking that way about yourself or to yourself mm-hmm. just Absolutely. don't do it yeah so true so true now being an entrepreneur obviously is not for the faint of heart it's not for everybody and it's a very tough journey but in my opinion it's incredibly rewarding and as we said I couldn't imagine going back and putting that bird back in the cage, as you said, or doing anything else like that. What is the one piece of advice you would offer to someone who's thinking about making the leap into the world of entrepreneurship? Pay attention to how you show up in tough situations now. So if you are a person who, you know, gets into the bed for days on end and, you know, something doesn't go your way, then pay attention to that. Because with entrepreneurship, you know, it's not every day is the same. You know, some things go really well. Some things you try something and it's like, oh, that didn't go the way I anticipated it. (laughs) So just being able to look at things from a place of opportunity, I would say, and being able to think about why did this go well? You know, why did this not go well? Paying attention to the details. So if you struggle with that, you want to get through that first. One of the things that I've always maintained for me is a therapist. And part of that is because I need to make sure from a mental standpoint and emotional standpoint that I'm able to show up strong because, you know, building a business can definitely be challenging and just making sure that you're okay. So if you are struggling you know, then those are things that you want to processes or people learning all those things I would suggest having those things in place first. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Craziness <laughs> in the best way, in the yeah. best way. I think that is number one because, and then being able to own your craziness because people <laughs> around you are going to tell you how crazy you are for doing this. And I would say, just consistency, determination, you know, just being able to show up regardless of what you're seeing in front of you, because you don't really know what's around the corner. And then I would say number three is, again, being able to look at things from the opportunity state, you know, what's the opportunity either? What is the opportunity for the lesson that I need to learn here? Or what is the opportunity for me to take what's happening now and expand it? Or what is the opportunity for me to make a bigger impact? So those are some of the things that I've definitely 
learned and, you know, the steps that I would say. Excellent. What would you say is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? Hmm. I would say what I didn't know at the time was my relationship building. You know, that is definitely one of my strengths, even though as an introvert, once I, you know, get past the intimidation part, then I'm really strong when it comes to building relationships and making, you know, I'm the people's biggest cheerleader mentor, which is ultimately why I ended up being a coach. But I would just say it's a relationship building and then definitely tenacity. So I don't know how to accept no as an answer. <laughs> so if somebody, you know, says no, and I'm always like, okay, well, you're saying no now, but what about next time? You know, <laughs> so that's a great I'm, skill. And it's oh, important, yeah. I think, as an entrepreneur to have that mindset for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. for sure. I want to speak a little bit about women in entrepreneurship and the whole shift in that world. Uh, I come from a corporate background and I've seen even now still that mindset and behavior and you come from that background as well, corporate, where it's that still that old boys club mentality from the thirties and forties. And when it comes to equal pay for women and women in C-suite level positions and how far and few between those positions are for women. And I think it's ridiculous that in the year 2022, we're still dealing with this mindset. I think that, I mean, I have seen a bit of a shift in my world and my journey where a lot more women women like yourself are standing up and saying, okay, enough is enough. And I'm taking on the role of CEO and business owner. And that's it. I'm done playing these games. I'm not getting the recognition or the kudos that I deserve in the corporate world. So I'm going to jump out on my own. I'm curious your thoughts on that whole world. And have you had to, or did you have to face any adversity? And if so, in your corporate career, and if so, how did you overcome that when you were first starting out and how did you deal with it? Yeah, I love this question because it's so true. It's so true, you know, because there are times where, for example, I had an intern and, you know, great guy, great guy, I will say. And what happened was very interesting because essentially I was there mentoring him and he had a really great skill set. So I had recommended him for a manager role. And at the time we were both managers. So there was an opportunity to be promoted. And he ended up getting the promotion over me, even though I was the one who trained him, the one who mentored him, the one who recommended him for the position. I had more experience than him. So I would probably say that's probably the most blatant. And then later on, he, uh, you know, was able to move up to a VP level and, you know, just the whole thing. And it was definitely interesting. I can't say that I always felt it, but I definitely saw it. I saw it in the rooms that I would go in, you know, even now, a lot of times when I am you know, either networking, or if I'm in a group, I always feel like I have to overcompensate, or I have to make sure that I can show, you know, how smart I am, or that I can, you know, I definitely know what I'm talking about. And so and a lot of that comes from that corporate space where you are, you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to say, hey, I'm worthy, hey, I'm smart enough, hey, I can do this, hey, I can do this job, you know, just as good, if not better than, you know, really, truly the guy over here. And it is definitely a challenge. I, I will say to your point, yes, I think it's gotten better. But I think part of the reason why it's gotten better is because of the great resignation that we know that's happening. Yeah. The other thing is because there's women who are now just like, well, if I can't get to the C-suite, I can't get to that. CEO level, then I'm going to go ahead and create my own position. And that right. was similar to what happened to me too, is yeah. that I got, to, I got to the C-suite, but when it was time for me to get like the, the full-blown promotion, 
there was either the budget wasn't right or, you know, next year or, yeah. you know, things would happen at a different time. And so I realized that my skill set that I had attained, people needed my skill set, you know. So I think when you step into a place of power and realize exactly what you bring to the table and own it and fully own it. And even though that there's going to be, you know, times where you have to check yourself or, you know, check the negative thoughts that are happening you know, a lot of that, just realizing where is it coming from? You know, for me, I know anytime if I'm walking into a room where I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough, or I have to prove myself, I know it's because of some of the, you know, the corporate rooms I was in, or, you know, just being the only woman and the only black woman, you know, just coming from from that side of things, but it doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to always be your experience too. So, yeah. I'm curious though, your thoughts, because as you mentioned, and as I've said as well, women are getting tired and just Mm-hmm. saying, you know what, screw this, I'm I'm going out on my own. But what would you say to the women who don't have that luxury of being able to step out on their own and get and become their own CEOs, or they're too scared, or that's not something they want to do? They, they want to stay in the world they're in. So what would you say to those women? Be your own advocate within the space. That's one of the things that I did in like even in the space, you know, regardless, because I worked for corporate, and then I also worked for you know, private practices too, like smaller private practices trying to help them grow. And one of the things that I've always done is just been my own advocate. So whether if it was through professional organizations that I was part of, I never put my eggs all in one basket. Right. And I always made sure that I had someone in my corner in order to help me get further. I always kept a mentor. So if you're in that space and you want to move up, you know, talk to the people who are in the position that that you want to be in. And even sometimes it was, it was the, you know, the, the white guy who was in the position that I wanted to be in. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I wanted to be in that position. So I took the time, I asked questions, I looked at their credentials. I, you know, paid attention to emails, you know, just really studying the person who was in the position. And then I went after the position that I wanted boldly. So again, like even if it was no for once I started going after like director positions, or once I start going after like VP positions, or even some CEO positions, if the answer was no, I would always ask why. Yeah. And even if I knew it was like a bull, even if it was like a bullshit answer, but I still would ask why. And then if I saw something that was wrong, or if I didn't feel comfortable with something, I I was vocal about it. You know, a lot of times we sit at tables and we're too nervous to say anything, or we keep our thoughts to ourselves because we feel like we can't have a voice. And even though it might make people feel uncomfortable, what I know from an HR standpoint is that, (laughs) you know, you, you can be vocal. And especially I think with the pandemic and COVID, I think right now to anyone who's in corporate, that's to your favor. So to go ahead and, and be vocal, go after what you want and don't think that you have to settle because you really don't, you really don't. And then be smart, you know, do research, you know, know what the salaries are, you know, don't let people shortchange you if you get an offer and it's not enough money, you know, ask, ask for the more money, you know, negotiate, bring what you, what you have to the table and show them why they need to hire you. And then if they don't hire you, then it's okay to make them feel silly that they didn't, you know? So even when I was, you know, I had did consulting work for a really large insurance company and I was working with large hospital systems and and practices and things. And they ended up finding out about my business and I got slack during that. And so it was just a matter of me 
just owning the fact of, of what I wanted and the experience that I brought to the table and knowing, you know, what was in the company handbook. And I knew that they could not fire me. They couldn't, they couldn't say anything about anything. So I think just being your own advocate is probably one of the most powerful things that, that you can do. That is powerful for sure. So how did overcoming the adversity fuel your drive and your passion for the work you do? It makes me show up every day. It's part of my why. You know, I think especially now with the space that I'm working in, you know, I work with, again, like a lot of therapists and there's a lot of trauma that we feel as just a population. And I don't want anybody to feel at the mercy of any of their situations. So whether if it's their business or even if it's their career, you know, we always have the choice to choose. You know, that's the beautiful thing. We don't have to accept something if we don't like it. And it's just a matter of a decision and deciding I'm going to change it up or I'm going to do something different or I'm going to not settle for what I see right now and really dare to dream the vision that we have and also step into the vision that we have. You know, so I'm so powerful or so passionate about it because we all have power. And once we stand in the role that we really want to stand in, and I think that's why I love the CEO role, because you can truly be you know, the CEO of your business, you can have the life that you want, you can have the team that you want, you can make the money that you want, but also you can be the CEO of your life too. And so you can definitely decide to choose the kind of life that you want to live or how you decide to show up to it. You might not have control over the situations, but you can definitely decide how you want to show up in that moment and to make a choice. Beautifully said. I love it. Thank you. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? That I'm still here, (laughs) I would say. Yeah, that I'm still here. You know, I feel very blessed. I was looking at like our numbers and, you know, and just the team that I'm building, you know, stepping out on your own, it can be scary. And, you know, and so just the fact that I've been able to accomplish the amount of revenue that that's coming in, the team that I have in place, what we're building, you know, the fact that I'm able to talk to wonderful people like you, you know, so <laughs> I, you. I just, yeah, no, I'm just enamored of all of it because the person who was sitting at the desk, you know, feeling like, you know, there has to be really truly more than this. And I don't know what it is or feeling hopeless because I couldn't find the next position that I wanted, you know, just to see me now, not saying that everything is perfect and sunshine and roses, that's not <laughs> true. But at the same time, I'm here and I'm actually moving and I'm, you know, in motion and I'm taking some risk and I'm going after what I truly envision. And I think that that's powerful. So regardless of what tomorrow brings, at least I, I didn't, and I didn't get scared. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're also, I mean, you're setting an example. You're showing other women that this too is possible for them. And I think that that's a big thing when we are able to stand up and own our truth and be our authentic selves and not just with starting a business or I think with anything, it gives others permission to stand up and say, wait a minute, if she can do it, so can I. And I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in this. There are other people who are, albeit the struggles are not, of course, exactly the same, but there are similarities in, in people's stories. And yes. so by one person standing up, it gives others permission to stand up and say, hey, I can share my story too, or I can do this too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I think I've always said, like, okay, if I can see you do it, I can do it too. 
Like if you can do it, yes. And okay. And let me just try it. Let me just see. Yeah. So I love, I love that. I love that. And I am so grateful just to even be able to be an example. So thank you. There you go. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I would say the, I think the fact, the thought that if you can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I always am studying people and studying different things and I'm a learner and that has been definitely a blessing for me, you know, just even from moving up in my career, it was because I saw actually, you know, my boss and seeing what he was doing. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. That looks fun, you know? (laughs) And so (laughs) I, you know, went after it, you know, like, oh, how can I do that? So I, I think that's definitely a superpower. The other thing from a strategy standpoint is because I'm really great at putting things together. So even when I was a kid, I would take things apart. So I could just put them together. And a lot of times when you're building a business or you're, especially with the business management leadership career I had, you're putting things together. You know, if something breaks, you have to put it together. And so that's something that has definitely benefited me um, in my business now and then definitely in my career. I heard someone compare or liken building a business and entrepreneurship to putting together a puzzle, making the pieces fit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's exactly right. Yeah. Right. So speaking of success, what does that word mean to you, Brandy? How do you define the word success? Hmm. For me, it's about time. Time and family, I would say, are my two biggest values because I want to have the time to spend with my family. I would say part of the reason why I left my, you know, my, my career is so I could have more time with my family and I could put my family you know, needs, not so much in front of mine, but just to be there more, to be present. And I think that that's definitely important. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after you learned it? Mm, That's a really great question. I would say that um, the biggest thing has been probably just the experience of moving here you know, to North Carolina, I think about if I hadn't made that move, or if I hadn't had the experience of having to start over, or to do something really scary, so I could give my son a better life, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here talking to you. You know, so, you know, everything has a reason and a purpose. And each step that we take, regardless of what we think is going to come from it or not, definitely has a reason for why it's happening. And that's probably one of the pivotal points in, in my life is when I decided to to just take the leap and move here. I think a big part of that too is, again, it, it always goes back to mindset, but being of the mind that whatever happens in our lives, in our journey, it's happening for us and not mm-hmm. to us. And that there's always a lesson to be learned along the absolutely. way from the things that happen. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember I used to hear that, like, everything's happening for me. Everything's happening for me. And I used to be like, what the heck does that mean? I used to think <laughs> and, it was bullshit. Right. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, whatever, you know. And so, <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like, yes, everything is truly happening for me. You yeah. know, there is like when you just take a minute to stop and think oh that's why that didn't work out yeah oh you know now I see the bigger picture yes oh you know so yeah yeah I love that yeah I mean sometimes what seems like the absolute worst thing that could happen to you at that particular moment in time ends up being 
one of the best things that could happen for you. But it's again, it, it's it's all about that mindset and realizing that, wait a minute, this is how things were meant to be. And it obviously didn't work out the way I thought it was going to for a reason. There's something bigger for me going in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I want to like even with one of my clients yesterday in tears, complete tears, because she's going through a lot of transition and, you know, just going through the storm. And one of the things that I can see is she's being prepared for something. But looking when you're going through it, you're not necessarily thinking like, oh, I'm being prepared for something. I'm being prepared for the next adventure in my life. And it's going to be great. No, you're like, oh my gosh, like this sucks. (laughs) Why is is this happening to me? (laughs) Like, why is this happening to me? This is horrible. You know, I want out of here. I hate it here. But when you start to think about like, okay, there's a reason why this is that this is truly happening. And there's something I'm supposed to be learning. There's, you know, so what's the lesson? Yeah, what is the lesson here? Why? And one of the things too, is just being curious about why you're feeling what you're feeling. I just got back from Bora Bora. And it was an amazing trip. And part of it was for a business retreat. And so one of the things that we had to do was meditation. And I'm laying there for it was like an hour. And so I'm just laying there and I'm just thinking there has to be more than just me laying here. There (laughs) has to be more than me just laying here. But truly it was, it was just the fact of us just laying there. And I think sometimes when we're going through situations, we, if we can actually come from a place of curiosity for why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And, you know, or why is, why is what's happening is happening that opens up to really maybe have an appreciation, a better appreciation for the situation compared to just going through the storm and just hating it the whole time. So that's one of the things I've had to learn over the years. Beautiful. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? Mm, Goodness. I would say at different stages of my life, it's definitely been different people. You know, growing up, my mom was a single mom. And, you know, my dad, my dad is amazing. So I would say definitely those two, one of the things that they embedded in me is to just don't accept no. So that's where I get that. Yeah. My dad dad was here recently visiting and he talked about me as a child and, you know, I was always wanting to go outside and, and, you know, daddy, let's do this or let's do that. And, you know, my mom talks about the fact when I was born, I was premature, but she said one of the amazing things is I could always hold my head up. Oh, just that strength. And yeah. so they both, as I've grown up, have instilled that in me, you know, just to you're strong, you can do it, it'll be fine. They pushed me. I ran track in high school, you know, even if I came in first place, but my time wasn't what it was, you know, well, you came in first place, but your time, you know, you've run faster. I used to hate that. But now that I'm (laughs) older, I'm like, oh, you know, this is actually really good because, you know, yeah. So they've definitely pushed me to be better. And I appreciate that from both of them. What would you say is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Uh, Right now, I have heavily invested in a mastermind that I'm part of outside of my, you know, college education that I have in my master's degree, you know, but right now I I would definitely say the mastermind that I've invested in, I've invested over just from business coaching and getting, you know, just performance coaching, you know, definitely over six figures at that price point, but it's definitely an investment. I would say in myself, I've seen it in how I'm showing up differently. I've seen it in my mindset, how, you know, that has been a game changer for me, you know, from a revenue side, I definitely see it there, but just becoming a better person. I would say. So that's monetarily that I would say that's probably the biggest investment. It's important that we invest in ourselves. And so often Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't want to spend the money. 
we'll spend money on other shit, but when it comes to ourselves, we always hesitate or second guess or don't bother at all. And really, I mean, we should be the most important investment that we're making. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes people don't understand that they don't understand it. I remember just people who are very close to me wondering, like, why are you spending so much money? You know, but now they see, you know, what's happening. And they're like, oh, now I get why you're, why you've invested. (laughs) Now I get why you've invested so much money. I get it. How can I do some of that too? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Brandy, what is your personal motto? Oh, I would say that my personal motto is I am making my mark on the world in one way, shape, form, or other. In my world, it is the world that I'm in right now at this present moment. I'm making my mark there. And it's something that I always have to say because I have to remind myself to be present. Sometimes the way that I can show up is I'm in the future, you know, I'm thinking about what we're moving towards, what I'm moving towards, you know, the person who is sitting at the desk, you know, five years from now, compared to the person who's sitting at the desk right now. So that kind of helps ground me when I just thinking about, you know, what mark am I leaving on the world right now at this moment that allows for me just to take a minute to slow down and just to appreciate the experience that I'm in. That's another thing that we need to do more of. And I think that we've started as a result of COVID. I mean, that Mm -hmm. showed us a lot of things and that it's necessary for us to slow down, but it is, it's so important to our own mental health and well-being that we slow down. And also I've found, and I've thought a lot about this lately, is the fact that we don't celebrate our wins. We don't take the time to slow down and look at the wins, whether they're small, big, it doesn't matter. We need to celebrate them no matter the size of them. And we don't do that for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't. We don't. And I'm guilty of that too. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Like just having this, the moment, like we do it, we accomplish it. We do some really great things and we move on to the next thing. And it's just like, oh, you know, that was nothing. Let me, you know, it's not enough. On to the next. Yeah. On to the next. And yeah. And you just miss so many opportunities to say, wow, I really crushed that, you know, wow. You know, some people aren't doing this or, you know, just to take the time. So yeah. Yeah, that's That's important. Always a work in progress for me. For sure. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Hmm. It means that I am confident, but sometimes even not confident, but I'm moving anyway. That's what it means for me. You know, just doing things scared ultimately and just realizing that I'm here. We're all here to make the world truly a better place and to make our impact and to leave our mark on the world. But it's definitely a word that I always use with my clients. I want to empower you to show up in a bigger way. Yeah. Empower you, you know, not to settle. But it starts with you first. So for sure, you know, you have to kind of move yourself essentially too. Yeah, we are the foundation for everything. Everything starts from within, from self, and just emanates out from within. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. If you could have one superhero superpower, what would it be? 
to be able to, oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many to choose from. Oh, gosh. I was going to say to, you know, I'm thinking of the movie Twilight. Yeah. Where they can start running rural fast and then they just, you know, run. And I would love to be able to do that. But then I was thinking, well, maybe I could just fly. (laughs) So I want them all. How about that? (laughs) What is one of your favorite words? Luxury is one of my favorite words. I think about, yeah, luxury. Would you rather have more time or more money? Oh, more time, more time. How would you describe yourself in one word? Tenacious. What was your dream job as a child? To become an ice skater. I want to be Debbie Thomas. Yes, yeah. Did you pursue ice skating at all? No, just in the parking lot. We lived in an apartment complex and the ice you know, with I lived in, with it being cold in Ohio. Yeah, that was it. We had a little patch, and my mom bought me uh, skating or ice skates. And yeah, yeah, I would go out there in that little patch. But she still feels bad. She's like, I should have gotten you lessons or something. Yeah, because I would say like, I want to be Debbie Thomas. I want to be a pediatrician during the day and an ice skater at night, or you know, just like yeah. the whole thing. So yeah. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? What I'm teaching now. Yeah, what I'm teaching now. I'm really, really happy. What is one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Peace, I would say. When I say peace, I mean peace within. Yeah. Just to be able to have that moment all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What is one of your favorite quotes? Mm, I would say that looking at change your future in theirs is one of the things that's on my vision board right now that really resonates with me because if I can change my future then I can definitely impact my families too for sure that concludes a rapid fire section now back to our regularly scheduled program okay (laughs) Brandy what is your why oh my why my why is it is the fact that I don't want people to sit in the moment and feel like they're stuck. You know, I don't want my family to sit in a moment and feel like they're stuck. I don't want to sit in a moment and feel like I'm stuck. I don't want my clients to sit in a moment and feel like they're, you know, they're stuck. Yeah. I have clients that come to me and want to, you know, sell their businesses for a dollar because they're stuck. And right. that is a terrible, ter- terrible feeling. And I just want better for, I want better for myself. I want better for others. And just for them to realize that they definitely have power when it comes to changing their story. Love that. That is powerful, knowing that everyone has the power to change their story, change the direction. Yes, yes, absolutely. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? I would say it would be Michelle Obama. And that might I feel like that might be a common person, but Uh I just feel how she shows up. She shows up with style. She always seems in a really great mood. She's... You know, she can be very direct. You know, I loved her book Becoming and I would just love to sit down with her just to pick her brain, just to see how she's handled life. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Mm -hmm. I would say this year I've had to get really creative in, in my business. And that was an unexpected blessing because we ended last year on a really great momentum. And so when we sat down and, and decided what we were going to be doing for this year, the whole plan went to crap. And so <laughs> we're in a completely different space than what I thought we were going to be, but I'm so thankful for it. I am so thankful for it. And I'm thankful for the fact that God is stretching me right now in so many different ways. And 
as hard as it is, it's still a blessing in so many ways too. So That is one thing about entrepreneurship. You are going to get stretched in so many ways you never even thought yes. possible. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Using muscles that you never knew you had. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's like the workout that you go yeah. in, you know, a different workout. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that muscle was there. Yeah. It hurts. It yeah. hurts. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like you said earlier, I mean, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's... There are very, very tough moments, but still, I would not trade it for anything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same here. Same here. Brandy, what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Oh, I just did this exercise and she is fabulous. She is fabulous. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. I, it's, um, you know, just strong, confident, you know, she's teaching. Um, I don't really know who she's teaching to, but I can see her teaching yeah. and, you know, and so the, the best time whenever I show up, it's when I am internally sound and externally sound. So I'm definitely treating myself like the queen that I am. I am watching what I'm putting into my body. I'm making sure that I'm nurturing my mind. You know, I have my systems in place when it comes to money and just, you know, just things that are happening and I'm organized and I've been that person throughout my career. And so I'm really excited because I'm in a place where I'm finding her again. So the vision that I'm working towards and the person that is truly me, who I am now, that's what I'm learning. I just have to decide to to be that person today. So love it. Love that definition. That's amazing. Thank Beautiful. you. Yeah. 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 I love that question. That's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. Brandy, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I'll become an entrepreneur sooner. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put up with the crap. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I would say that, you know, just be patient. You know, be patient, know that everything is happening for you. You know, I spent so many years in worry and I still, and I still worry sometimes, you know, it's definitely we're all a work in progress, but just worrying unnecessarily. And it was to the point where it was stealing moments from me. So I would definitely go back and just, you know, tell myself just that, you know, just chill, relax, you know, just again, pay attention. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. And I like that stealing that. moments from you. That's a great way to put it because I mean, really we waste so much time worrying and mm -hmm. it doesn't change anything. It's nope. wasted energy and yep. time. Absolutely. Brilliant. I love that stealing moments. That's amazing. Lastly, Brandy, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, like your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? What would you say? You know, don't settle. I think it goes back to what I would say to my younger self. You know, don't settle. Go after what you want. Listen to your whisper. Know that God has amazing things planned for you, but you have to take the step. You have to take the time and you have to have faith you know, and knowing that it's definitely for you and that it's going to be, be there for you, you know, just, just take the leap. Love it. Brandy, thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share about your story and your journey. You are a true inspiration. Keep shining your bright, beautiful light onto the world and doing the amazing things that you're doing in the world and giving back in the way that you do to help others and just keep inspiring. I, I think that your story is an incredible testament as to who you are, the character you are, who you are as a human being. And I am very grateful that we've had the chance and opportunity to sit down and speak. And I'm honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you. I appreciate no, thank you. Thank you. 
thank you so much. This has been so fun. I appreciate the opportunity to sit down and talk to you. So thanks, Brad. My pleasure. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Brandy Mabra. She is the CEO and founder of Savvy Clover Coaching and Consulting. Thank you so much, Brandy. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.